Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football leagues with Nick Giacobbe and Nick Cap. From breakouts to busts, superstars to sleepers, these are the guys that will help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 55 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where we give you our predictions, our picks, with the hopes that we hope you prevail throughout Week 11 and the rest of the 2022 Fantasy Football Season. I'm your host, Nick Giacobbe. Joining me is Nick Cap. How are we doing, Nick? It's Monday night, recording for Monday Night Football. Uh, how are we feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm going 3-2, and two, maybe 4-1, and one if Dallas Goddard could put up a 35 bomb, but... That probably ain't happening. I already spoke <laughs> about my miserable Sunday. Um, I need uh, I need Jake Elliott to score three fantasy points tonight. Uh, oh, if, he scores two, if he scores two, I'm going to lose. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I can be very, <laughs> very luck. miserable when the show releases uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, it's going to be a good show. It's our Tuesday show. Um, we do the show four times a week. If it's your first time listening to us, thank you so much. We do the show, like I said, uh, four times a week on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, plus the live show on Sundays. This is our Tuesday show. We give you the news, uh, you know, all the news and injuries that we can talk about, at least on a Monday night. We give you the waiver wire for uh, the upcoming week, and then we do stash or trash, where we tell you which players that you could drop off your rosters to make room for the waiver uh, players that you want to add. Um you can find the show on all, all audio streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Basically, anywhere where you find a podcast, you find us, the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating and a review. If you prefer to watch and listen to the show, go to our YouTube channel, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. First, hit that subscribe button. Secondly, go to each video. Drop a like that you watch. Um, share the links with your friends. We'd appreciate that. Share it with your league mates. Let's grow the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Keep connecting with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Primetime FFPod, then Facebook and YouTube, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. News and injury updates. There's a lot to unpack here. Honestly, I'm not sure where I want to start. Um, I, I, let's start with the injuries. We have a ton of them to talk about. So first off, uh, Leonard Fournette has a hip pointer. He's likely to be ready for week 12 against Cleveland. He's going to be on bye this week, uh, as will the rest of the Bucs. Um, but aside from that, you know, they're not 100% sure that he'll be ready. Um, we'll figure that out out next week and we'll figure out what uh, Rashad White's role would be. I don't know if you want to touch on this at all right now, but I know we will talk about uh, the Bucks backfield in a couple minutes. Yeah, we can wait till that. All right. Um, unfortunately, Zach Ertz suffered a serious knee injury, a season-ending knee injury, so you could drop him from your rosters and redraft leagues. And in, in, in Dynasty or Keeper Leagues, he might be worth a keep, but he, he is a veteran tight end. Um, he, he was having a really good season. I don't know what he was on the season. Um, he, he, I think he was a tight end two or three going into the week. Uh, I was going to say – Three. I was going to say he had to be. A, he, he, he was after Andrews. Yeah, five. he was. He was number three. Yeah, he is number three. So that that's a big piece of your roster that that you're going to be missing going forward. He had double digit yeah. fantasy points in every single fantasy game except for the one against the Saints. Um, I, I don't think he had double digits this week, but he went. Yeah, out he had one three, catch so. and then he got hurt. Yeah, so and every game except that. Yeah, so that 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 really sucks for him. Um. PJ Walker has a high ankle sprain. They've already ruled him out for Sunday. I believe they ruled him out at least. And Baker Mayfield's going to start with Sam Darnold as the backup. Uh, how does it affect the Carolina Panthers uh, this week for you? Uh, we all know that they all suck. Like, like <laughs> DJ Moore has been a terrible play with Baker Mayfield. You could go look at the stats yourself. I don't even need to read them off. Like, he was one of the worst wide receivers in fantasy football. You could argue he was the biggest bust on the season. Um out of, out of anybody drafted in the first five rounds that didn't have a season ending or long-term injury. So like for me, none of those receivers are startable. Maybe Terrence Marshall, even over um, 
uh, DJ Moore, which is crazy to say. Um, the running back situation, like it's fine. Baker has had no problem supporting top running backs. We know Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and CMC earlier on in the year all played well with him. So I'm not worried about the running game, but I mean, I do not know how you trust the receiver with Baker out there. I don't think you can, so there you go. Jerry Judy got a positive report. He's a high ankle sprain. His status for the next game is not determined. I think we've seen a couple of these over the last few weeks, and uh, I think he does miss his upcoming week, but we'll see what happens going forward. He can make a miraculous recovery. Cooper Cup's ankle, he's expected to miss some time. He did avoid the worst-case scenario. I was listening to Ian Rappaport this morning. It sounds like they expect him to be uh, back in time for the end of the season for the you know, you know the ending stretch. Now, for fantasy managers, this could end up working out. He could be back for the fantasy playoffs. Um, I will not root for the Los Angeles Rams, even though I have Cooper Cup on a team that I desperately need them on. But if you have Cooper Cup, you may want to root for the Rams because if they lose enough games and they're almost eliminated from playoff contention or eliminated before Cooper Cup returns, then I don't think they'd force him back out there. So um, I think we need more clarity on this injury. I don't think there's enough clarity yet. Um, IR is four weeks, and he hasn't been placed on IR yet. So I think we need more clarity, but that's, that's all I want to say for now. I don't know if you want to say anything, but I, I think there needs to be more clarity on it. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do for the receiver. Um, Odell said he wanted to go to a contender, so to me, he's probably not going to the Rams now. Um, and, and on top of that, Odell also said that he that he I believe the report with Odell is that he wouldn't return until after Thanksgiving, so he's going to miss at least the next two weeks. So hypothetically, if Cooper Cup is out for four weeks, they would only Odell without Cooper Cup for two. So, and I don't think he's going to sign there because you said he wants to play for a team that can win a title. They're they're probably they're not at a playoff contention, but they're very well close to being there. Um, I so I don't know what you do with the receivers over here. I would say trust Allen Robinson because he's a guy that, off sheer volume alone, has like made a career for himself. But he Stafford yeah. hasn't found that trust in him all year, so I don't yeah. know if I'm going to trust him yet. Yep, I'm with you on that. Uh, for the Chargers, Carol Everett has a groin injury. Then stay say exactly what it is. He's day to day, and uh, Brandon Staley said that he thinks he's going to be out there practice this week. As for Keenan Allen with the hamstring and Mike Williams, I don't remember Mike Williams' injury. I think it's a high ankle sprain, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, both of them are expected to practice this week. Obviously, this does not mean that they would play this week, so got to monitor that. For Mark Andrews and Gus Edwards coming off the bye weeks, uh, they both have a good chance to play this week. That's that's good for them. Some other news, Eno Benjamin was cut today. Um, they still have Damian Williams, I believe, but I don't, or was it Darrell Williams? I forget which one they have, but I don't know why they cut Eno Benjamin. He was pretty productive uh, when James Conner was out. So this, this surprised me a little bit. Um, he, he, he was probably not supposed to be on fantasy rosters at this point, but it did surprise me a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. so. Hollywood Brown is getting close to a return. I think his, I think he was supposed to be at four to six weeks. I think this would be week five, I want to say. Um, he may not make it this week, according to Cliff Kingsbury, but he definitely will after the bye at the latest. Um, they do have a bye week 12. So um, I I'm going to guess it's going to be after the bye. Yeah. Um, I was going to have Rondell Moore on our waiver segment, but I, I think Rondell Moore's role kind of diminishes once Hollywood Brown gets back. And, and man, they really are loaded at wide receiver. It's a shame that Kyler Murray really sucks. Uh, oh, he does not loaded. suck. The coaching sucks. They are made for each other, those two. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're, they're are both. They? Yes, they are. How are they made for each other? Because they're both not elite in any way or form. They're statue. I mean, Kyler's a stat sheet stuffer, but he's not going to go out there and sling the ball. He's not going to win you big games. And then there's Cliff Kingsbury, who still thinks he's operating in a college in college in college football. They're made for each other, those two. Neither know. one is the problem. They're both the problem. That's fair. 
that's fine. That's why I say they're made for each other. They're both the problem. You think they're one not without the other? Each. I mean, the way you say they're made for each other. They're made for each other because oh, they're, they're, they're both for... a part of the problem. No, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is made to have like an elite playmaking quarterback. Like, but that's, that's who Kyler's supposed to be. He's supposed Kyler to get the best a, out of him. Kyler, Kyler needs a, a competent coach, and he does not have one. I, I don't think either. I, I think if you swap them, like let, let's say, I don't know. It's Swap, swap Kyler with uh, Lamar. I'm not saying the Ravens are just as good, but they're you know. I, I think I, 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 I think, I think Lamar about the Cardinals than I would be about the the Ravens in that situation. I don't know. I, I think Lamar knows how to win games, and Kyler can't. Kyler Murray doesn't lead in football. Games. I love I Lamar. Think, so I know you do, but I I don't I don't think that I don't think that the Cardinals lose. They literally lose every. Football I, I game think in. the Ravens would have not as big of a drop off as the Cardinals would have an improvement. Like I think I, the, I think I think that's fair. But also, I, I I just think that neither of them are going to be elite in any way or form, and they're just they're made for each other. They're both still living in college. That's the reality of it. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Dennis Allen said there's no decision made for the quarterback. I'll be honest with you, I can't tell you who would rather play quarterback from a fantasy perspective. Um, I'm just gonna say Jameis because he's fun. That's the end of it. I would I'm probably good. say Dalton. Only that's what I thought, but he's been bad the last few weeks. But Kamara has not had a good fantasy game with Jameis Winston. Like yeah. At all in the past two years. Yeah. I don't own Kamar anywhere, so put in whoever you want. But... I own Olave, and I know Jameis is going to sling it. So Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on to the waiver wire for week 11. A lot of injuries, a lot of guys that you got to kind of, you know, replace. So let's talk about the waiver wire. First off, with the quarterbacks, I only have one listed here because every waiver quarterback we've talked about in the last few weeks is now scooped up. Daniel Jones owned in over 50%. Trevor Lawrence owned in over 50%. Justin Fields now is definitely going to be owned in 90% of leagues. Um, so you I got, I got a good one. That's not listed. Yeah. What about got? Matt Ryan? Nope. Not trusting him. I had him for a, his, a few weeks and not trusting him. His last three game. I know his only game with Saturday. He has 25 points. The two prior he has, uh, I think he's averaging like 24. So <laughs> he versus the worst defense in the league. I, I will crown the Raiders as the worst defense in the league. They're horrible. He's got the Chargers and they had the championship the week before. I don't know. Who does he have the next three weeks? Uh, Philly, Pittsburgh, Dallas. <laughs> not a pickup. No, nope. no, he's not Fair a pickup. Enough. Fair enough. And we, we, but be honest here. Let's say you have Matt Ryan and don't even look at a matchup. Derek Carr. Ma, ma, no, Matt Ryan and Herbert. Let's let's say you both of them. Which one are you trusting more in, in the playoff? Well, not no, even telling yeah, you the Herbert, but that doesn't mean he's not pickupable. Like he's he's. What if you drafted Russell Wilson and we're never able to replace him or Matthew Stafford or Derek Carr, all the guys at the back. Yeah, the I guess so. Club. But I, I feel, I feel like by then you should have been listening to the primetime fantasy podcast. And damn straight. That, you that, that's, that's on you for not listening to us for six weeks. Um, should have got Justin Fields three weeks ago when we told you Russell that. Wilson, if you have Russell Wilson and Stafford and you didn't pick up any of these quarterbacks, that's on you. And I don't feel bad for you at that point. But anyway, um, so the only quarterback we have listed here who I would take over Matt Ryan is uh, Deshaun Watson, only owning 28.2% of leagues. I think that game with the Texans is week 12. Uh, so this is probably your last chance to pick him up. He'll be yeah. at the top of the waiver order next week. So if you need a quarterback and you want a quarterback, um, this is the week to do it because you're not going to get him next week unless you're the number one waiver target player, waiver order. I don't know. Yep. Rashad White is only owned in 24.4% of leagues. That number should be double that at least by the end of the week. Isaiah Pacheco, clearly the running back one for Kansas City, is owned in 23.1% of leagues. Gus Edwards is still only owned in 33.6% of leagues. Um, he'll be the starting running back this Sunday. And Jalen Warren is only owned in 11% of leagues. Um, 
I'm sure Rashad White is your number one. So why don't you, you want to talk about Rashad White a little bit? Yeah, I have some stats here on him. Uh, so he actually came out as the starter over Fournette. So even though people might be concerned that Fournette is the guy when he, they come back off the bye with injury, no, they're going to retool the offense around Rashad White. Uh, he he had 56% of the snap share before Fournette's injury, and then he played 80% of snaps the rest of the way. Uh, he had 22 touches over 100 yards, which was his highest usage of the season, and he's still available in over half of leagues. Um He's also, I saw this stat. I have to share this from Sal Vetri. He's one of, one of my favorite guys on Twitter now that has like in-depth, deep dives on uh, some of these players. Um, in college, as a pass catcher, he earned 20% of his team's targets, like out of any player. That's the highest by any rookie in the entire class. So we're talking about not only a guy that can run better than Leonard Fournette, but is probably a better pass catcher. And Tom Brady loves to check down to his running back. So I think Rashad White has to be owned everywhere after this week you know what this feels like to me it feels like the chiefs running back situation where they started the the backup they said he's a starter and now Clyde Edwards was phased out I'm not sure Leonard Fournette gets phased out but this this could be a very similar situation so you already talked about Rashad White uh Pacheco I think needs to be owned since he's the running back one on a very high powered offense um Gus Edwards I think should also be owned pretty much everywhere um you know I don't think J.K. Dobbins is going to play again this season um, if he does, it's for the playoffs and, and, and J- for the actual playoffs and fantasy playoffs. And Jalen Warren, I think, is a nice stash if you have the roster spot for him. For the wide receivers, Kadarius Tony owned at 47.5% of leagues. Christian Watson, 5.8% of leagues. That number's going to really change. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 21.9%. And Odo Beckham Jr. owned in 30%. Uh, which one are you targeting the most this week? Uh, I'm still taking Kadarius Tony. I think Watson has the upside. I, I think all four of these guys are good like players to own. I think all four should be stashed. Um, but for me, Kadarius Tony showed the most upside on this week. I know Christian Watson went crazy, but four catches for three touchdowns. That seems like a little bit of an outlier. Donovan Peoples Jones has been consistent, but um, I still d- am not confident in Deshaun Watson returning to that team and him being able to support after not playing football for two years. Um, David Njoku, who is their leading, their leading target guy up until the injury, um, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones and Nick Chubb. So I do think there's going to be a little bit of a power struggle and ability to support him there. And then Odell, I, we still don't know where he's going. I, th- I have a feeling it's going to be Buffalo, um, out of all the teams, which would be tremendous for him, but still even there, he's going to be the third or fourth option on his team. That's why uh, I'm not so crazy about picking up Odell is that it's just where he goes. I don't see the volume coming in. So it's like, yeah, exactly. It would, it would have had to have been the Rams, I think to have the volume or the chargers if they're still dealing with these wide receiver injuries. Yep. Um, but Tony, to me, he seems like he's going to command that wide receiver two role on the team. Um, he had, he only played like a small percentage of snaps, but all the receivers went down with injury. Like literally every single one in front of him on the depth chart um, had an injury that sidelined him for a bit. And with his opportunity, he far and beyond delivered. So I think Andy Reid's going to put him out there and he's going to keep being Kadarius Tony. I think he's going to be Walmart Tyreek Hill. All right. Uh, and then tight ends, we have here Cole Komet in 38.8% of leagues and Foster Moreau in 12.3% of leagues. Um, I, I, I've last week, um, I did talk about Cole Komet and said he was a, a you know, a good waiver ad. And then he went completely bonkers this week. Um, the, the, the bears are kind of building something over there. He's become Justin Fields favorite target over the past three weeks. He's had, um, he said five touchdowns with ties, Mark Andrews for the second, uh, second in the league. Um, he's had, uh, over six targets in back-to-back games now, uh, over 40 yards in back-to-back games. Um, now he has the Atlanta Falcons who are horrendous to everything. 
Then he's got those New York Jets who are really tough, and then Green Bay, then the bye. But, you know, his schedule is tough. Um, but I think he's definitely worth to add at least this week for the Falcons. Um, and he's a good streaming option for tight end. If you don't have a good tight end, you should be rostering two tight ends, maybe three, and playing your best streaming option. So um, I think he's a good streamer. Um, Foster Moreau, who was spoken about a couple of times on the show. I know he hasn't had a good game yet this season before this week, but then he had a, he had a good game this week. Um, and the Colts are a solid defense. Uh, three receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown for 13 fantasy points. If you need a spot start, again, another guy that they could have, you know, um, solid stat lines throughout the rest of the season. Now that Darren Waller's out for a couple weeks. So uh, which tight end do you kind of prefer uh, to be picked up? Uh, I still prefer Moreau. Um, Komet only four catches for two touchdowns. That does seem like an outlier to me. Uh, the Raiders historically have used the tight end position very, very well. Um, and as good as Justin Fields looks, I still think that is a clear run first team where I think the Raiders are a clear pass first team. So I'm typically typically going to take the player with more upside to score, and I think the offense is built a little bit better over there for the Raiders. Okay, so who are your top five waiver targets for Week 11? Number one's Rashad White on the week. I, I don't. I think he's clear cut. I think he's got to be number one. Um, if you're going to debate anyone, it's Isaiah Pacheco, who I'd put at number two. Number three, I'd put Kadarius Tony. Um, number four, I'd put Christian Watson, and number five, Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, I mean, I think your list is pretty solid to me. I'll go Rashad White. Uh, then I'll go, um, I'll go Kadarius Tony at two, Pacheco at three, um, and then I'll, Christian Watson will put four, and then Donovan Peoples Jones five is again. You need a tight end, you need a, a receiver, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Moving on to stash or trash. If you want to make room on your waiver wire, these are guys that you have to drop, and you know to make room on that waiver wire. So first off, um, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Had him on the last few weeks, and I, I've been beating the drum that he's not going to have a role on this team, and you should drop him. So I'm just going to go through the players we said. Deshaun Watson, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, Gus Edwards, Jalen Warren, Kadarius Tony, Christian Watson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Odell Beckham, Cole Komet, Foster Moreau. I'd rather roster any of those 12 guys over uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, Kareem Hunt. I will keep him because this is the time of the year where the older running backs with a ton of usage do get hurt, but he is not a play unless Nick Chubb gets hurt. He's just one of the better handcuffs in the league. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, Chase Claypool with the bears. He belongs on the waiver wire. He's still getting out. He's getting out snapped by like Dante Pettis or whoever that other wide receiver is over there. He's not getting enough of a role and they run too many, two running back or two tight end sets for him to see the field and the slot role that he saw in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Yep. How about Tyler Algier? Again, I'm going to cut him. I think I think I'd rather roster any of these other four. Cordell Patterson's clearly the RB one over there. Yeah, um, and as much usage as he gets, he doesn't get enough in the passing game. Yep. And Brandon Cooks. Same thing. I'd rather roster any of the twelve guys we yep. said above. There we go. All right. Well, that's our Tuesday show. There's our waiver wire show for week 11. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on an audio streaming platform like Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you enjoy this episode, please give us a five-star rating and a review. If you're listening, watching on YouTube, hit a like on this video, share the link with your friends, share the love of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Keep connected with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Primetime FF Pod, then Facebook and YouTube Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you on Thursday for Thursday Night Football. Best of luck on your waiver wire.